Samuel Snatchers Amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I'm Peter Rave, man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my crew, my family of uh, record review people. We've got Brett. That's wiggity, 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 wiggity back. Uh, we've got Drew. Howdy, folks. And we've got Patrick. Totally, totally, totally crossed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here, of course, gathered to talk about music. Uh, we do this every week. Uh, well, I mean, almost every week. Sometimes <laughs> lies. Sometimes we miss a couple. You know? <laughs> One time we missed a bunch. Yeah. You know what? That's neither here nor there. We're here every week. Uh, one of us shares an album with the group, and the group says what their thoughts are, and then we do haikus. And that is the show. In case you didn't know, now you know. Uh, we're here to talk about music. And the proprietor of the music of this week is none other than Brett. Brett, what do you got for us this week? Uh, Chris Cross is totally crossed out. Yeah. I repeat, Chris Cross is totally crossed out. Yeah, that's where we're in our... Totally crossed out. That's why we're, we're totally, doing. totally, totally crossed out. Yep. No, uh, I'm like, ape. I want to put popcorn in my <laughs> hood and use like a feed bag. That is, that is ingenious. While you play video games or make art. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about music. Uh, I'll start with uh, Patrick. What were your expectations coming into this album? This is one of the first two or three albums I ever bought. I had it on cassette and I wore it the fuck out. Um, I was six years old when Jump hit and I was apparently the perfect age to be swayed by two 14-year-olds with their clothes backwards singing songs written by Jermaine Dupree. Um, so I, I haven't really listened to this much as an adult like I've done with some of my childhood favorites. Uh, so it was kind of a nice uh, chance to go back and realize that I still remember probably 80% of the words to jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Drew, what were your, what were your expectations uh, coming into this album? I knew this was an early 90s record um, made by Jermaine Dupree and a few kids. And uh, I had heard Jump in my time before, but it wasn't something I had never listened to much of this album besides Jump. Because Jump was always on the radio. Uh, I never sought this album out. And we can go into whether it was a mistake for me to not seek it out or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be, Brett, what would be the themes elements that make up this record? How would you describe this album musically? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's, it's two kids. Um, uh, you get your, your Christopher Mac Daddy Kelly and your Christopher Daddy Mac Smith, uh, a couple 14 year olds at the time of release. But, uh, you know, other than the fact that the, the novelty of having children, which was something that was going on at that time, um, this album uses, this album makes extensive use of sampling like way more now as an adult where i'm like oh well i i totally didn't hear that one when i was a kid i, I too bought this cassette tape at the uh, on cue store at the Co- uh, markland mall in kokomo indiana when it was new i mean it, this album went platinum four times 
Like this, this thing can grab the hearts and minds of America. So there's, you know, it, it, it's an extremely successful album, but it was a lot of it was for novelty, but some of it wasn't. Um, but yeah, this it's it's hard. It, the the, the hip hop is it got a hard edge for as young as these kids are, um, and uh, you know the the content of the songs the the themes and elements you should see you could say uh, of the songs are very uh, hilariously childish but uh they don't come across so much but uh yeah i mean once we get into the songs we'll we'll get into the 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 real reasons why it grabbed the hearts and minds of america and uh those across the world in 1992 i just really would like to see what else was going like I should have went and looked up the Billboard charts for like the eight months that this was number one yeah. and see what they were up against, but you know it's it, it's nutty, it, it's weird, and it's something that I hope never happens again, so that this can stand out. Oh, except that it did because we got a little bow wow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but and and Lil Romeo to some extent. Yeah. It oh, hey, let's bring out more mistakes by Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, uh, and they're surprisingly, uh, uh, you know, surprisingly uh, attempting at, at hard-hitting social commentary, which is, is just like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, missing bus is a horrible thing. Yes. Uh... Patrick, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention uh, this time around? So things I didn't notice in 1992. This is effectively a gangster rap record sung by 14-year-olds, and it does at least touch on some of those topics. Uh, Very and south. It, yeah, I, and so there's a lot of, uh, of that G-Funk whistle synth thing that I still love and I wish would make a comeback in hip-hop. Uh, we need all the G-Funk whistle, whistle synths. It's just good times. Again. <laughs> I can't I can't use words. I'm not good at words. Um again, Brett Brett said, you know, this is super duper sample heavy. Like, I mean, this is this is Look uh, at the Wikipedia a friendly reminder yeah. that that for as uh as much as forgettable a solo career as Jermaine Dupree had, he wasn't the worst producer in the universe. Maybe not a good writer, maybe not a good artist. The guy could produce a little bit. If you were into sample heavy early nineties vaguely G Funk hip hop. Yeah, and um, like Petey said earlier, uh check the Wikipedia article out. Oh my gosh. Song. The Wikipedia yeah, page it, under samples, every song has multiple oh, samples. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. Dupree was known for doing that, like just ridiculous samples per song. And I don't remember nineteen ninety two being sample time as much as post nineteen ninety two. No, nineteen ninety two was in the, in the heart of all that. Uh, Post nineteen ninety two, there was people were Wings starting to ask for money yeah. after yeah. after nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, but like the end of like the me, golden age of samples, right? Like to me, it was always like hip hop was predicated on samples. Like, yeah, but like it, hip hop wasn't so big that the artists who were being sampled were demanding money until later. But we can get into that. Yeah, later. Uh, so weird. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention this time around? Look, like I, I've been, I've been groaning. Um, 
this album in Criss Cross in general and Dupree in general, like, is like, you want to talk about a person that had their fingers all up in this record. Let's talk about Dupree. Um, this is very, very much produced. It's 14 year olds singing songs about partying and banging and drinking lots of booze and then looking like they had the clothes on backwards and they're trying to look all like kids and stuff. And like, and it's in high school kids. It's like, this was, this was made, this was made to get six year olds into hip hop. Like this is what this record was. And it did it. It did it very, very well. Um, the, the songs were the song lyrics, um, had at times gangster, like harder edge, uh, lyrics in them um you have songs we'll get into that like i said deal with trying to get a girl's number and trying to get banging a girl at a party and like doing all this sort of stuff drinking stuff like that and then you have songs like i missed the bus um and stuff like that um it's something that like it's something that just to me, it would, it was weird. Like it's a weird record from back to front. Um, and Brett said, uh, "I wish that I could look up what was across from this record." Um, I did. Uh, the Chronic came out in '92. Uh, Daily Operation by Gangstar. I just knocked over my remote. Um, Daily Operation by Gangstar and Ice Cube is the Predator all came out in this year. To give you an idea of what else was coming out in hip hop around this time, um, but like I said, this is if you know uh, uh, Dupree, you sort of know what you're getting into with this record. This is it feels like one of his records where there is a lot of pop to it and a lot of stuff to it that is his England and. Just don't get the feel from it that um, the Mac Daddy and Daddy Mac had much say in what was actually going on in the record because they were fourteen. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, which is which is understandable. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks to zero in on? Well, you know, let's let's get it out of the way. Um, jump. A song written by Jermaine Dupree, the Corporation, and the Ohio Players. <laughs> um, yep. I, yep. Uh, I I forgot all about the fact that this was a diss track aimed at another bad creation. Yeah. Um, I forgot all about that. Uh, I mean, everybody knows this song. It, it has that you know uh, aforementioned '90s rap sine wave, the whistle, um, if you would. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the song topped the charts for uh, the, the, the hot 100 for eight weeks. I mean, it was, you know, it was so big that it reached rural Indiana, um, you know, where somewhere I heard it. Um, but you know, it, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a earwormy track, but it is nothing to, uh, to compare to. I miss the bus. This is truly the most powerful ballad of our generation. Nothing about this song that isn't fantastic. It is a, it is by far my favorite track off the album. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> it, it is it is 
fucking love it, you, it is the most a couple kids rapping about stuff song that you could Peter, are you quitting you're, <laughs> you're like totally not me. crossed out anymore it's, it's Man. choking me it's not yeah, a basketball, using a basketball jersey. jersey you know this does oh. kind of suck but i'm zipped up into this and i can't undo it <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah, I missed the bus. After this episode, you have to go to your wife and be like, "Hey, could you unzip me from my ADC, yeah. please?" Or I'll find like a coat hanger to like get some extra length and zip zip it down. Yeah, yeah. um, committing to the bit, uh, I like it. I'm gonna do something that I've never done on Record Breakers. I'm gonna bring up a song that wasn't even music, the track outro, <laughs> and it wasn't even the end of the album. But there are a few things like. Holy crap, 1992. The, the 1992 occurred on the outro track. Go listen to it. It, it, is, it, is, it is something that I remembered very much. I, don't, I, I haven't listened to that since I was in the second grade. So, like, it's been a long time. But I still remember the 14, you got an earring. You know, <laughs> your parents wear your clothes back. Like, I remembered all that stuff. But, yeah, like... You can go through this. There, there are some other songs on this on this album that were well crafted, but like, you know, the st- Jesus, I miss the bus. It's 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 a it's it's a, it's, a, it's a real real toe tapper. Mm-hmm. I miss the bus. Uh. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? So along the lines of what uh, Brett said, I'm gonna talk about the intro because this just brought back the goddamn memories because i remember like buying like getting this tape popping it in my uh my uh boom my little whatever walkman fucking shit and listening to this and wow this was uh this was a alarmingly important moment in my childhood that i'm only really at that you know 24 years later whatever 20 god whatever whatever 24 years later really grasping just how uh how important this was to me uh obviously jump uh because that was my goddamn anthem as a child um i think my parents literally made fun of me for it for most of my you know growing up period uh for that being a thing i was really 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 into for a couple of years uh, and then I sort of said there was gangster rap on here, sung by 14-year-olds, and it's called Little Boys Into Hood. And uh, it's kind of uncomfortable if you listen to it too closely. Because it's, 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 that's it's the one that's uncomfortable. Um, also, party. Also, because it is, one, it's, sneaking it's a... Sneaking into a club. Yeah. It's, it's 14-year-olds sneaking into a club and trying to hook up. Um, it's also, like, super-duper sampled hip-hop. But, like, I'm, like, thinking back to when I was 14, and I was admittedly about as lame a 14-year-old as you could be. And this wasn't even on my radar of things to do at 14, let alone, like, things I, I was, you know, singing about in my rap songs that totally were written by Jermaine Dupree. And, <laughs> I was going to say, the things you would write about in your rap songs if Jermaine Dupree gave Dupree wrote my rap song, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I do vividly remember I Missed the Bus because it was the other like big single from this record that that like i really really remember um it's it's this is one of those sometimes you go back and listen to something from your childhood and you're like oh that's actually kind of great 
And sometimes you go back and listen to something from your childhood and be like, there's a reason I stopped listening to this by 1994 and moved on to TLC. Um, this is... It's 1992, and it's not the best that 1992 has to offer, but uh, damn it if it wasn't important to my youth. Did I mention Daily Operation came out? <laughs> well, I mean, this wasn't just top of the hip-hop charts. This was the top of the charts. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was what basically one of the first rap songs to like not just get to the top, but stay there for more than a minute. Oh, yeah. Like, like this Oh, no, it was a major hit. Four times over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is nuts. I, that is nuts. No how much I love this album, I don't love it four times platinum. Yeah, no. Uh, Drew, what would be what would be the key tracks for you? Um, well, we'll talk about Jump because everyone knows this song. Um, it's been used and abused um by folks in the past. Um, everyone from American Greetings to Philadelphia Cream Cheese. Um, but it's, it's something that to me feels like a time and a place. Like, Jump is a very 90s feeling, uh, song. Uh, from the beat to the fact that they are, um, using terms like a wiggity 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 whack. Um, it just is very, like, 90s, like, pop sort of feel to me. Um, which is cool. Um, I'm going to go into, uh, you can't get with this. I really like the beat, uh, to that one. It had like a lot of potential there, but it just, the rhyme flow itself, um, just felt cookie cutter. It could have been a uh, better, like better word flow there. Um, and again, that's something I put, I don't put on, uh, Mac daddy and daddy Mac. I put that on Jermaine Dupree. Um, and le- let's talk about party for a second. Um, in in hip hop in rap, if it is a as we said when we talk about Watsky, um, a genre that in uh, its beginnings was telling a story through rhyme, whether it be a funny story about the chicken um, tasting like a two by four, uh, as it were, or uh, something more serious, it was still telling a story. So the story it's telling us is that a 14-year-old got pulled out of a club in handcuffs and then broke away from the cop for a hot second to try to talk to a girl that was much older than him to try to get her number so that they could bang later. What? (laughs) Someone explain. Like, again, again, I don't, like... George Clinton saved this song because it was catchy, but, like lyrics it's fucking weird <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> uh that that is that yeah <laughs> uh it kind of uh it kind of uh was that it, it's just ridiculousness all throughout this record like uh what this record cardboard castles that we have on our oh yeah <laughs> I'm, you know what it, it's just, that, hey, you that know, joke I, only that joke only plays to the YouTube watchers all time. Yeah, and yeah. I still don't know how to point stage left, but you know that's that's cool. Yes. Oh, I did. Yes, see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, production jokes aside, and, and check out these dubs. Yes, yeah, check out these dubs. 
Uh, yeah. I'm this gonna make fun of people that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some ridiculous songs, uh, as written by, a, uh, written by an adult, uh, sung by a kid. It kind of makes for some silliness and some ridiculous. Also, like, Jermaine Dupri was, like, 19 when he wrote this, so he was barely he an really adult. an adult, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, uh... He, so, it really, it was him getting kicked out of the club because he wasn't 21. And it, if it was him singing the song, it probably would have made a lot more sense. But, but you know. Uh, just think of the kind of people that are under that age that you're just like, kid. Squiggles is older than Jermaine Dupri was when he was doing this. Yeah. And Squiggles is perpetually that little kid. Yeah. Who's way more educated than all of us. Yeah. I sure. think I am I am nearly equally as educated as Squiggles. He's just much smarter than me. Yeah, he started it at sixteen. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Patrick, what would be your mm-hmm. conclusive thoughts on this album? Um, if if you remember Jump from Childhood, go back and listen to the record just for shits and giggles. It's it's a shit and a giggle. I probably won't be listening to it for another you know, twenty some years after this, but I'm I'm glad I got a chance to go back and uh and question my six year old self for 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 his uh obsession with with this. But it's a good time. Yeah. And uh and it reminds us how forgettable Jermaine Dupree is. <laughs> uh Drew. What you don't listen to the brat all the time? <laughs> You leave the brat out of here. The only the only good thing Jermaine Dupree was ever involved in was TLC, and I'll defend that. Um, but, yeah, I blame Babyface okay. for that. Yeah. Uh Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on this album? Well, look, if it's if it's not obvious by now, um, this is not my cup of tea. Um, it's something that just you can feel the production on it. You can feel, um, that era of it. And whether, uh, Chris Cross later on made something that was more them. Like, I do not know, but this record is not that this record is, it's a hip hop record, but it's a pop record. Like it's something that was produced to sell millions of copies and it achieved that it's, it's catchy hooks. It's, a couple of kids that are friendly enough that it wasn't, you know, Dr. Dre coming into the white household, scaring mothers. It was, it was a couple this, of 14 year old kids. This didn't scare my mother who would not let me watch MTV. That's what you have to know. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's something that's before it's time. It was, it's, it's definitely of its time. It's a time capsule sort of record. Um, yeah. And for that, I think it's sort of cool to go back to any to any pop record of the eras and sort of like see what was top in the charts, um, as Casey Kasem might say. But yeah. the, like Swagger said, this is probably not going to get much rotation from me past this. Yeah. The, it's proof that every era, no matter how exalted, uh, had... I had schmaltzy pop music in <laughs> in banal records uh, every year. Uh, but, but Brett, what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album? I mean, I 
I, I brought this album not because it was the best album, but it was a great album. Um, great for content and things to talk about. No, this, this isn't the pinnacle of, of the arts or even this genre of art or even the best album done by kids. Um, but it's, it's, it's kids about 22 is the best, you know? <laughs> yeah. When they, yeah, they're, I might bring a kids bop album on here. If I can find the kids bop album that has the most adult themes that they have changed to not be adult themes. Yes. But no, um, that would be fun. Now this, this album is not great, but it's gr- it, it, it is a large album that spanned, uh, a, a very wide swath of these states united. Um, you know, as Philadelphia cream cheese aside, um, you know, this, this, this album is neither important nor special other than to people who were there when it happens. This is, this is the leaf Garrett of our generation, but I, I would like to think this is way better and, and, and well skillfully produced to the point where it really was not required. So, I mean, if, if you haven't heard it, you, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Um, if you have, you know, you probably forget some stuff. It's worth going back and being like, how quaint. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not a make or break album to listen to. I, I find it important and that's why I brought it. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. Um, I just, re- I was looking at the Wikipedia article and, uh, I just realized that this, uh, album came out a year after Del the Funky Homo Sapiens debut album. <laughs> You don't say. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't know that, that Dell was making music that long. Crazy. Uh, I wish my brother was. My I wish my brother George was here. Was uh, released in nineteen ninety one. Uh, yes. This album, totally crossed out. Those are our thoughts. Now we get into our haiku reviews. The main event of the evening. What we've all been waiting for. Let's get down to it. Um, I'll 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 start this time. I like to like switch up the 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 initiative order every once in a while. Uh, I'll start. Uh, a pop rap kid act composed by a bigger kid. Not great, but not bad. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Making a return to an early memory. So much nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? <laughs> Young kids try out rap. Pre has his fingers all over this one. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? It's some kids rapping and doing it way too well. It's macadocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, in all of this, we, 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 we say rest in peace, James Christopher Mac Daddy. <laughs> uh, but yes, those are our thoughts on crisscross, totally Chris, totally crossed out, not totally crisped out. Uh, that would have been the good prequel. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. the prequel that never happened. Those, uh, those, uh, uh, the, you know, it's like, uh, the one we've all been waiting for. Uh, 
But yeah, you can, of course, find this on our Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, the home game. That is, in fact, what it's called. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. You can find uh, Play Record Breakers, the home game. Like all, uh, like, it's late, so we're all loopy. We're all backwards. (laughs) Even our brains are on backwards. This is is some quality content. Yes. I'm just waiting for somebody (laughs) to throw it to me. Yes. Uh, But yes. You can find it on the Spotify playlist. Play Record Breakers, a home game. Uh, on that same Spotify playlist, presumably, will be the ne- will be next week's record, or the next week's record. I don't know. Uh, provided by none other than Drew. Drew, what do you got for us? Or, or maybe four weeks from now, uh, whenever we get back to recording. Yeah. Um, no, but I don't. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little confession time before. Uh, I I say what record that I'm going to do. I I happen to like a lot of things uh, from a certain city. Um, that city being Cleveland, and one of the things that Cleveland Cleveland's own has produced is a uh, album that won a Grammy uh, for hip hop in 1997. It was made in 1995. It is an album called East 99 Eternal. It is from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go forth and check that out if you can oh, yeah. and you will uh, but that's next week and this is this week you can of course find us all over the internet Patrick is at Swagger Britt is at HeyBDBribbert H-I-B-B-I-T-O-I-B-I-B-B-A-R-D Drew is at X-Juice-Fx I'm at PD Raves that's a, the show's at four record breakers that's the number four record breakers recordbreakerspodcast.com recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and on Twitch. Uh, look us all up. Uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, all over the place. Uh, like, purple. share. <laughs> like, share, subscribe, do the thing. Until next time, hasta los huevos. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>